This is the John Oakley Show podcast. Here joining us on the line now is the Minister of Education in the province, Stephen Lecce. Minister Lecce, good to have you back on the Oakley Show. Good afternoon. Thank you. How are you doing? I'm all right. Uh, it's you we're concerned about. How are we holding up and uh, where are we with the talks? Well, look, I, I've got to express a, a deep sense of regret that the elementary teachers union and the secondary teachers, the high school de- teachers union, OSSTF, has decided to escalate today. Obviously, this is part, in, uh, part of a broader plan by the unions to continue an escalation campaign that has singularly so far hurt kids. So I find that really regrettable, given that we have made some such significant moves to date. I would submit at the, at, the, at the tables, they're all sort of different, but I think the overwhelming or the uh, overarching theme is that compensation is not exclusively, but I would argue largely the fault line here. I mean, the unions, including on the OSSTF website, on the secondary teachers website, don't take it from me, they want more than what we're offering in the context of $700 million, 1% increase every year. They want a 1.5%, $1.5 billion uh, taxpayer co- contribution, which is roughly 2% or more. And so they want tied to cost of living, which means, folks, tied to economic growth. So if you have a strong economic year, GDP is at 3 4%, that means they're requesting automatically a 3 or 4% increase. We just can't do that. With the QP workers, those education workers we announced that deal with about a month ago, they accepted 1% voluntarily on their own. Uh, you know, on their own admission, they said that that was a reasonable offer. So I'm just hoping that the other teachers union will do that. And as you know, John, we've offered mediation on Monday because I just thought, look, there's a few outstanding issues here. Let's turn to the same mechanism we turn to with QP to get a deal and keep these kids in class. All right. Uh, just so I'm clear, the 1% that you've offered is non-negotiable? Well, we've been fairly clear that we got that at 1%, and I think we should be able to achieve a 1% deal with our educators, with our teachers, yeah. All right. Uh, and you're saying it's pegged to uh, the rate of inflation, like if inflation were to fall, and uh, some are projecting it will, maybe uh, less than 1.5%. Is that what they would be pegged at, even though they're demanding right now 2%? It depends on the deal. One of the unions wants 2%. One of the deal unions want uh, cost of living, which is tied to GDP and economic growth. The bottom line is it is well north of the $700 million contribution we're providing. And we believe, listen, I'm, I'm, I, I trust... I rather I respect our educators, you know, these folks, many of them are my family members, but we you know we have the second highest compensated educators in the country. Um, and the bottom line is 1% is acceptable, not just for QP workers in schools. It's what we're offering the entire public service, every public servant in Ontario. So why is it okay for one and not the other? And my argument is it should be acceptable because if we're going to put additional monies in the system, my argument is let's put it in the front lines. With QP, we kept it at one point. They agreed to 1%. But, folks, we were also able to restore over 12, or rather invest in 1,200 net new frontline workers, particularly for kids with special education needs, be it for intellectual or developmental disabilities. We hired hundreds of new EAs. These are positive investments that actually help kids. And I think that's where I'd rather the bias be. If I'm going to put another dollar in the system, I'd rather to assist the children of this province. But you're saying compensation is still the predominant issue for the union. It is. They've been very clear. They think it's unacceptable 1%, uh, and they seem to have made that a top priority for their negotiating position. For me, it is, I've listened beyond the compensation. I've tried to be so reasonable through this process by signaling to families that, look, I'm not going to be dogmatic. I'm going to be reasonable. On classroom sizes, we moved from 28 to 25 at the provincial average. All my learning, last week alone, we announced 
we'd go from four cloud courses, mandatory courses, to two. And on the very days we made those two major moves, by the way, on those days, not like the next day, on those days, the teacher unions opted on their own timeline to escalate. And I think the contrast cannot be more clear because families listening know this story. We've seen this story before. Every three years, irrespective of premier, irrespective of party, the same story transpires, which is essentially escalation by unions uh, and our kids pay the price. So I think that's really unacceptable. Kids should not have their education impeded because a bunch of lawyers can't get their act together. The continuum of learning is consequential, and I'm hoping that, you know, uh, teacher unions will have some sober second thought about any further escalation because it's hurting kids. I mean, when you, when you remove math focus in class, that hurts kids. When you remove substantive analysis um, and measurement of kids in the context of report cards, that hurts kids. And I'm just simply saying we shouldn't be doing that. You know, you have a problem with the government. Let's negotiate the table. But walking away from the table, which they have not done yet, but they may, uh, or, you know, escalating through some sort of partial withdrawal of service, I just don't think that's constructive. And I think it frustrates families who've seen this story happen on a cyclical basis and literally every three years, without exception. Bob Ray, Mike Harris, Dalton McGinty, Kathleen Wynn, Doug Ford, it's the same experience of that unions escalating against the government of the day, and I think people know that. Well, uh, not only do they know it, and I've heard from many who believe that this lends credence to the call for more choice or competition in Ontario's school system. Would you agree? Well, we, we, I believe in maintaining choice within the existing system, public and Catholic. There, you know, the, the, the Ontario Liberal Party, there's a leader of the Liberal Party calling for the amalgamation of the boards. That's, you know, to be quite frank, I believe in the defense of both Catholic and public education. Um, I don't agree with amalgamating it in Newfoundland where that did happen. In fact, it cost the system, the taxpayer, more, and it removed choice for families who, you know, for all families who have the option to move their child based on, on their needs. If you're asking about the context of private education, that's not something that we campaigned on, uh, nor we're currently looking at. My preference is to invest and improve public education. It's where the critical mass of parents are. And opposed to giving up on the system, I'd rather reform it and improve it so that parents feel comfortable with the choice that they have between English and French uh, and public and Catholic. Again, Stephen Lecce is the Ontario Education Minister. We're at an impasse here, and uh, I guess things have escalated with the unions deciding elementary and secondary uh, to launch a work-to-rule campaign as of today, which may or may not be a precursor to a strike, but five days' notice would have to happen if, in fact, there were... uh, the eventuality of a strike in the cards. By the way, I wanted to back up for a second because when you talked about the mediator being brought in, uh, you brought that in, I guess it was about a week and change ago, uh, and Mr. Bischoff with the Secondary School Teachers Federation said, basically, uh, this was ill-advised, I guess, because your side walked away uh, and didn't allow the mediator to work, if I've got that right. How do you comment? I don't, I mean, I, I think, I don't think he, I'd heard that. I did hear them in various unions criticize the concept of a mediator in, in, in general, and I found it a bit bizarre because it's an independent third party that helps bring the parties together and bridge the gap of any differences. You know, in fact, I turned to a mediator uh, and we agreed to invoke mediation, which helped us dramatically. In fact, without a mediator, we would not have a deal with QP. There, would have, there could have been a strike. Um, and so I find it odd that, you know, uh, some unions have suggested that's not a sound approach because it worked and it's demonstrable. It had worked for us a week ago. I just think we should be using every tool in the toolbox, if you will, to get deals. And at the end of the day, parents are less obsessed with the process. They care about the result. And I want them to know that I'm working literally each and every day without exception uh, and my negotiators at the table 24-7 to get an enduring deal that allows them to know with confidence that their kid 
will be in class on Monday. And uh, again, I find it rather frustrating that this is a uh, cyclical reality for so many people in the province of Ontario who are, I think, I actually a bit fed up with this, uh, uh, with the union escalation approach that's used by all parties, that affected all parties. Minister Lecce, I'm kind of curious now, uh, when the teachers talk about an overwhelming vote uh, to strike or uh, whatever, 97% here, there, 95 uh, mm-hmm. what percentage of teachers actually took that strike vote? Because if that's 97% of those who decided that they wanted to attend the vote, uh, that's a different number. Do you know that number? You know, I don't. I'd I'd be curious to know the answer as well from the unions. They retain that information. But I'll tell you, 100% of families in this province want kids in class. And I hope the teacher unions and the leadership are listening to this interview to hear me say categorically that further escalation hurts kids walking away from the table uh, is turning your backs on our kids, and I hope that they will cease from escalation and work with the government and the trustees association at the table to keep them in class. You know, we could disagree in good faith, and we could literally have, you know, policy disagreements. That's fair game. But I just think that the victim of escalation is singularly our children. And, you know, when you remove math supports at a time that we have systematic decline in math for a decade under the former Liberal government, every single year, either stagnation or outright decline, I find it preposterous to suggest that it's not going to hurt kids when they were, you know, some of the union leaders were saying, no, no, it, it's, it's okay, it's going to hurt the administration and the government. Well, how does it hurt anyone but a child who needs now more than ever more focus on numeracy and financial literacy? By I mean, the way, it's, it's somewhat rhetorical when you, when you hear these comments, but... Anyway, the point is we're trying to get a deal with these parties, and I don't, you know, whatever they do, my aim is to be a constructive force at the table to keep these kids in class. It's, that's literally my bottom line. What's the situation with enrollment in the province? Is it up or down? It has been down for a few years. It's been upticking just most recently. Um, we have seen a net increase, uh, I think, over the past uh, many years, but uh, several tens of thousands, roughly 100,000 fewer students, if I'm not mistaken, uh, juxtaposed with uh, several thousand more teachers. But that trajectory is starting to shift. We're starting to see a net gain in enrollment in some communities, in some suburban communities and urban communities. Uh, but the bottom line is, you know, we have invested more in education under this progressive conservative government, under Premier Doug Ford, than in any than the history of Ontario, over 150 years since Confederation. Yeah, but we're hearing about cutbacks. Look, when I hear people yeah. talk uh, and the union heads come on and they say, well, you know, uh, the Ford government is cutting out 10,000 positions, 10,000 teaching positions. So I wonder, is that what it's about uh, as much as it's compensation? Is it union membership? What are your thoughts? Well, look, I think unions exist with a singular aim to, you know, uh, maintain, uh, you know, their... Uh, maintain their jobs and maintain their order in the context of education. I mean, union leaders exist to defend union members. Uh, they're not there for taxpayers. They're not there for kids. Let's be under no illusions. The unions exist singularly to help maintain the fiefdom that, that exists and that, that the members that they have. And in fact, they want to expand it. So I get that. And I don't, you know, I don't, be, I don't question why they exist. We know why unions exist. That's fair game. My job at the table is to fight for the students of this province. And when I've seen a net enhancement, I mean, just two weeks ago, we announced an economic update, a sort of a mid-year report on the status of the country, the province's economy. We announced an additional $200 million net investment. Now, this is the second year in a row that this government under Doug Ford will increase more in education than any government in the history of Ontario ever in special education, the highest. We just doubled under my leadership. I was very proud to do this, supported by the Deputy Premier, Christine Elliott, in health. Uh, we announced 
the more than doubling of, of mental health in the classroom to help bring down the wait times. We're doing so much in the areas of math, going back to basics, ending the failed discovery math under the former Liberal government. I mean, it, it's not just about the money, although, to be quite frank, we're investing more than before. Like, let's not let the discussion just singularly be about dollars. It's also about our curriculum. Is it modernized? Is it relevant in the labor market? Why is it that we have a 29-year unemployment rate low in this province, and yet we have twice the national average of youth unemployment? It's because we're graduating students for jobs without people and people without jobs. We have a skills mismatch. So my focus is to reform our math curriculum, to reform various curricula so that they can have more of a lens on how these young people get to exit school and actually get a, a chance of a decent, dignified job. Minister and Lecce, finally, I, like I've got to ask, because I appreciate you coming on and uh, I'm letting you say your part of it, because... As a counterpoint, the unions are handing out literature. They've got the information pickup set up, uh, picket set up at the schools before and after school. Uh, do you think that uh, what they're doing is propagandizing the the kids and the parents? You know what? I, I think um, the unions will decide how they choose to spend their time and resources. Uh, I just think that what's important for families is that they see uh, all parties stay at the table. Uh, and stop escalating. And these things, like these, you know, the, the approaches you've outlined and some of the steps they're taking, I don't think are constructive. I don't think parents really appreciate um, the potential for their education of their children to be impeded or delayed or stopped. And I'm hoping that uh, with whatever they decide to do today and into the future, that they will have sober second thought and reflect on what their mandate is. Uh, and I know educators care about these kids. I don't think the educators themselves uh, want to be out of class. I think they'd rather be in class. My message to all parties is to work with the government in good faith, like we did with QP, and let's get a win-win-win proposition that keeps children in class, that ensures the viability of education, and it defends the future of these kids. Mm-hmm. Because the trajectory the unions are on, to be quite frank with you, I, I really think is regrettable. And I think you and I and everyone listening knows that pathway, at least it seems like they're on. And I'm hoping that that, could be st- that could be stemmed uh, and they can stay at the table so we just get a decent deal and provide some predictability for folks. Because as I mentioned before, yep. this three-year reality is unacceptable for everyone, particularly for myself and for many parents out there in the province of Ontario. Got to let you go on that note. I appreciate your weighing in. Okay, thank you. You got it. Minister Lecce, Minister of Education in the province. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio. 